You're listening to the Booked Out Beauty Business Podcast for hairstylists that want to make bank behind the chair without the burnout. I am your host, Becca Kavanaugh, business coach for hairstylists. I was behind the chair for five years where I built up a full clientele while working a part-time job and located in a small town. Now I dedicate my work to helping stylists like you break free of the underpaid and overworked cycle so you can double your bookings and become the go-to stylist in your area. If you want a long, thriving career as a stylist, then you're in the right place. Let's get going. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here and for listening. So I know today's episode is a secretly highly requested episode, and I say secretly because I was one of those people that was secretly scouring the internet, scouring podcast episodes, scouring YouTube videos, scouring any information I could find whenever I had a client that had a disappointing experience with me. And I think that this is something that is not talked about enough because there is unfortunately a lot of shame attached to not giving your client the best experience, right? not having every client be happy and perfect and uh, a perfect match for you. And I wanna normalize this very inevitable moment with the time in the industry because we need more people talking about it in a neutral and empowering way. Not every client you have is going to be ecstatic about the hair that you give them, right? There will be times where your client is upset and they're disappointed in the experience with you, right? So I want to talk about today what to do when your client is upset and with their hair experience, how to diffuse and repair the situation and how to effectively learn from this experience to better your skills and build resiliency in your business practices. And I think that this is a very inevitable moment in the industry. And so it would behoove you to not feel afraid of it, right? To not worry about it, to not let this like feeling of that, when's the next shoe going to drop? When am I going to have a client that's going to be upset with me, right? When you have the strategies, the mindset and everything in your toolkit, you are no longer afraid because you know exactly how you're going to handle these situations. And you also have the belief that if you do go against a situation or come up against a situation that you don't know how to handle, that you can always figure it out, right? And so building up that resiliency is actually what's going to take you farther in business, not remaining in your very protective bubble, making sure that nobody ever comes in and pops it, right? (laughs) So And I say resilience because I think many people in the industry say you need a quote unquote thick skin to make it, right? And this often doesn't leave room for nuance or from growing from the experience. Like it's very black or white, which is either you got it or you don't. You know, you either are cut out for this industry or you aren't. So, and I believe that's like bullshit you know, and has many people leaving the industry way too soon because they believe they just aren't cut out for it you know? And that just doesn't leave room for nuance. It doesn't leave room for growth. And it also kind of has this weird feeling, which never felt right for me, which is like, oh, it's just a bad client or, oh, it's, I'm just, I'm not the one in the wrong. You know, I just need to let it roll off my back. And that just never felt right to me. And if it doesn't feel right for you, that is normal, right? We are a very compassionate, nuanced industry, right? And we need to act like it. And the people that are attracted to this industry, like people like you and me, 
like to live in that nuance, right? So what I want to offer you today is that you don't need to build up a thick skin. You just need to learn how to emotionally regulate. You need to give yourself a safe space to digest and to transform the situation. And a lot of that comes from these strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So let's just dive into some of the strategies that I want to give you on what to do when your client is upset. These are things that I want you to think about. These are things that I want you to practice. And remember, this is not a one size fits all, but I do believe that this will absolutely set you apart and help you remain neutral so that you can bounce back into your business and not let this hurt your business growth when you do have a client that is upset in your chair. So the first and foremost thing that I want you to do is remain open and curious with the client. This is the hardest part of this whole thing, okay? So if you can get this down, then easy, easy breezy cover growth, okay? You got this because Remaining open and curious is not easy when a client is upset. It's very easy for us to then jump into their emotions and we jump into action. This is not the thing I want you to do though, okay? I want you to take a step back, ask questions, and clarify the situation. What I don't want you to do is to try to jump in to fix without knowing exactly what you are working on and what you are doing and how to actually fix, quote unquote, fix the problem right? If you don't have clarity on what the problem actually is, then how can you fix it? You know, you might think you know what the problem is, but usually there was something that maybe you missed in the consultation. There was a miscommunication. You ended up here somehow. So we don't want to keep missing the mark by then jumping into fix without knowing exactly what you are doing. Now, a little bit of nuance here. Sometimes clients are just crazy and maybe you thought that you knew the thing that they wanted, but it was just, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe, you know, they're like change is really affecting them. There could be something deeper going on and that's not for you to hold. That's for me. Okay. <laughs> that's a coach's job to do. Right. But Sometimes that happens, but a lot of the time, I would say 90% of the time, it's because something was missed. So we don't want to keep continuing to miss the mark by just jumping in to fix and like having that quick response without knowing exactly what you are doing first. And also when you start to remain neutral, you kind of take that step back when that client is upset, you are also open to many other solutions that might not be as time consuming as what you might originally think it is. Um, for example, I was listening to a coaching client and they were telling me about how when they had a client situation somewhat like this and they had the client, uh, they were finishing blow drying, they blowed it out straight for a second, they were about to curl it. But right before they were about to curl it, the client was like, this looks like one color, right? And this was a highlight that they did on them. This just looks like one color. It's just flat. I don't like this. Right. And so immediately she's like, okay, well, I know that we did highlights and we did low lights. So I don't know why you think it's one color, but what I am going to do is I'm going to add more low lights. I'm going to add more low lights and do all the things. Right. And then they add more low lights and they're like, now it's too dark. Okay. What do we do now? So after they spent an hour, two hours extra on this client doing the extra low lights because they believe that it was the dimension that was wrong. And then now the client's saying that it's too dark and they go, okay, okay, let me just curl the hair because when I curl the hair, I know it's going to look brighter. I know you're going to start to see what I'm seeing. So let me just curl the hair for you. 
They curled the hair and the client's like, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It looks good. Now, they could have potentially avoided that whole situation. Maybe if they just curled the hair first and didn't jump in to do those low lights, those extra low lights. Now they've spent two hours of their time staying late at the salon and they have put more color on the hair. They've used more product, right? So now this is time and product into the hair that they now have to maybe either take a loss or factor into a price, which is not what the client signed up for. So there's even more room for potential things to go wrong and adding to those potential things to go wrong, right? So moral of the story, could they have just took the less time-consuming solution first if they knew how to remain neutral, right? And so remaining neutral also means asking the right questions, taking in the information that they give and then expanding on it. Never take something that they say at surface value. You always want to dig a little bit deeper. So you want to, if they're like, I don't like this, you go, why don't you like this? What does that feel like? What specific area do you not like about the hair? What does your hair feel like, you know? And if they give you a vague response, you gotta keep digging. You can't just let it be. So if they're, if you're asking, what don't you like about the hair? They're like, everything. Okay, what about everything do you not like? Oh, it's the color. Okay, is it too warm? Is it too cool? Is it too bright? Is it too solid? Is it too blonde? Is it too dark? Never leave it open-ended. You know, you want to make sure that you know exactly how to, what's going on, what they're looking at, right? Because you might come to find out that maybe it just needs to be styled a bit differently. Maybe it's just one area of the hair is not as bright as they want it. Maybe it's just in the front, they want it a little bit brighter, right? Instead of then jumping into action and then overhauling the whole situation, we want to look at like, what if it's just a small little adjustment that they need to see, you know? and the best way to solve this is to solve it right then and there. So this means that you want to be asking these questions in person with the client there. So if that means that they are telling you, you know, in a text message or whatever, I would say maybe get on a voice message or maybe get them in the chair first, right? And then solve it. Because again, it might not be as big of an endeavor as your emotions might make it mean in that moment. So if that means that you need to have them come back in at a later time, let's say it's at the end of their appointment, you're booked out, you have a client waiting, or you know you have something going on that you gotta get to, solve it right then and there, which means having them come back in is a solution. Planning that, okay, I can't do it right now, but this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to solve it so I can see you tomorrow, right? Would that work for you? And if you have the time, then I would say solve it right then and there on the same or on the same day. Like let's say they're your morning client and you're like, okay, can I have you come back in this afternoon or this evening, right? So you want to make sure that you have that solution right there ahead of time if you are not solving it in that exact moment. If you're not, you know, fixing the problem in that exact moment, if it's something that needs to take a little bit longer to fix, then make sure that they have a set time and that you're not just like, oh, we'll do it next time. You know, oh, we'll do it in six weeks from now. Not a big deal. You know, it is a big deal. The reason why a client brought it up, it is a big deal to them. You know, being able to see those subtle subtleties in people's language is 
such an art and a skill that I love to talk about and teach on, but being able to read body language, being able to see those little things that they mention and not just brushing it off. This will set you so apart. You guys have no idea. This will set you apart. Being able to see those subtle little shifts and energies with your client or being able to kind of pick apart something that they might said, not in a negative way. Again, we're remaining neutral, but being able to like, if they're like, mm, yeah, it's okay. Be like, Hey, that didn't sound super confident. Um, I just want to make sure that we got to your goal today. How does that look? Do you want me to style this a bit differently? You know, not leaving everything so open-ended or like shrugging it off, you know? And if the client has to reassure you, then they reassure you right? If they're like, no, 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 I really like it. It looks great. Okay, great. But then you left that moment not feeling like, oh, was there something? Then they come back to you later. You know, we've, we've all had those moments. You shrug something off and then they text you later. Hey, girly. <laughs> you know, so we want to make sure that we're just addressing it in the moment, even if we're wrong. You know, even if you're wrong, even if they're like, no, no, I really do like it. Then, okay, great. You addressed it. Okay. So fixing the real issue by remaining open to different solutions will absolutely set you apart. And this comes from the basis of it is learning how to remain neutral. So sometimes it's just the hairstyling or sometimes you just need time. They need time to play with it. I think something that is so powerful is kind of after you're done with the hair, giving them a moment, kind of walking away, acting like you're going to go clean something up, letting them sit in the chair for just a couple minutes to be alone with the hair, I think can be super powerful coming back and being like, oh, how's it looking? How's it looking now you got to play with it? Show them how to see behind their hair in the mirror. You know, all of those are really going to be, make a huge difference in your client experience. Um, sometimes it's just not about us, right? Sometimes like the client maybe under, went with a big change and they weren't fully prepared for the emotions that were going to come up, you know? Um, all of this can happen, right? And sometimes when a client comes to you unhappy, sometimes it has nothing to do with you or your skills. It just could be a preference. So again, learning how to remain neutral, learning how to take a step back, learning how to emotionally regulate yourself in those moments. And sometimes this means like you just need to take a second or you need to um, fully have the belief and the embodied belief that this is not personal and that this is just business and this has nothing to do with your skill set, I think is so powerful and a belief that is often taking has been taken for granted in the industry. And one of the consequences of taking it too personal is then becoming hesitant on taking in new clients or putting in very reactive policies. And when I talked about earlier about bounce back, right, this is what I mean is like, how quickly are you able to bounce back to a new client or seeing new clients and having your confidence be replenished when you have had a disappointed client in your chair? And something that I remember they used to say in school to us all the time is like, you're only as good as your last client. <laughs> and I think that this is bullshit, you know, and it, it puts a lot of pressure on you as a stylist, you know, and I think that stylists nowadays, we have enough pressure. We have enough pressure. We don't need more, you know, and I could get how this statement can be a little bit humbling in a way, you know, making sure that you don't get a big head. But I personally believe that's probably not your issue here. You know, you might be feeling a bit more anxious about having a client in your chair. So you're trying to repel clients or you're subconsciously repelling clients because you are worried about having a situation like this come in your chair, right? And 
then you are now closing your off when you close yourself off to bad experiences, you are also closing yourself off to potential good experiences with clients, right? And when it comes to this, it's that no one client determines your success and skills as a stylist. You have to believe that at your core, you are a good stylist. You're a stylist that cares. Your stylist that is successful, you know, and no matter what is going on externally, right? No matter what your circumstances, whether you have no clients, maybe you've had a bunch of disappointed clients recently, maybe you've had to give refunds, maybe you've lost, had a profit loss this month, maybe you're having no money, maybe you're struggling to get clients in your chair, whatever it may be, you know deep down that no matter what is going on in your circumstances, you are still a good stylist. You are still a successful stylist. And none of this has anything to do with that, right? With your belief that you are a good stylist, that you are successful, that you can do this, that you are cut out for this industry, that there is room for you, you know? And I think a lot of these beliefs can go out the window when we have had a disappointing client. We go back to square one. We feel like we're in school. We feel like, ugh, like, am I just not cut out for this? And I think what I really want you to believe is that you decide that you're cut out for it. This is not something that you either make or break or you have to prove yourself. You know, you don't have to have a ton of beautiful client experiences. You don't have to have your clients raving about you to fully believe that you're cut out for this industry and that there's room for you and that your clients do love the hair that you do, that you can make this a successful career, that you can make the money that you desire, even if that feels impossible right now, you know? And my goal for you is to know how to handle these situations when they come and not let it make or break your business success by implementing these proven strategies and resilient mindset techniques, which is exactly what I can help you with inside one-on-one. -on -one. So I think the core thing that I want to leave you with, with to kind of summarize everything that we talked about today is remain open, remain neutral, and remain curious. Those three things will absolutely set you apart. And I know it can feel impossible right now, but that's exactly what I can help you with. I have so many tools, so many strategies to help you with, so that way you can keep being booked out, even if you are faced with this very inevitable thing that will happen in the industry, this very inevitable circumstance, right? And now is the time to join if you want to double your bookings before the new year. Don't wait until the new year to get started on your goals. I want you to sign up and be on track and ring in the new year with more confidence, more knowledge, and more profit than ever before. So I want you if you are interested, book a sales call with the link down in the show notes to get started. And I'm very excited to meet you. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you feel like this will help a fellow stylist, please send it to them because we need more messages like this. And I know it can be really hard in the moment when we are faced with these circumstances. But remember that this will pass. You will figure it out and you are still a successful stylist. Thank you for listening and I will chat with you next time.
If you're serious about becoming the go-to stylist in your area, then you need to snag my free profitable income calculator. The top reason stylists leave the industry early is lack of income. So this calculator will give you the real numbers on what you can and can't afford behind the chair so you can keep your dream business alive. Are you ready to become booked out in six months or less? Then book a sales call to work one-on-one. All links are in the show notes to get started. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.